Hello! Welcome to Walking Without Rhythm, episode 2. We're already having lagging issues with Noah. A good start, nine seconds in. But um, today we're talking about the strangest sequel I think ever written for a hit book, which is Dune Messiah, which, no, we're not talking about Children of Dune today. We'll talk about that next time. But Dune Messiah takes place 12 years after Dune. The Jihad has happened. Paul Muabdib Atreides is the emperor. Um, and it's basically his fall. Um, and it, where Dune was sort of an epic and a hero's journey... Dune Messiah is what happened is the fall of someone. It's a it's a politi- it's a very political book. It's a very emotional book. Um it has one of the strongest openings I've ever seen to a sequel where a bunch of people and cl- including the Reverend Mother and Princess Irulan are plotting to get rid of Paul. Because Paul, it's not, I didn't get why all the reasons, but I got Reverend Mother's reason, and Princess Irulan wants a child that Paul won't give her because he will only be with Chaney, so she's been secretly putting birth control in her food so she can't have children. Um, And just things are kind of falling apart. And that's kind of what this book is really about. <sighs> Do you want to add, Noah? Are you there? I wish I could add something, but my connection is bad. Okay, we're getting you a bit. This is great. This happened during the last I think it's year. getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I think now it's okay. Okay. What All right. Did... You gave your good uh, plot summary? Kind of, sort of. Um, just there's a group of people that are plotting to mm-hmm. ruin um, Paul. Yes. And they... Spoilers... You, you know from the very beginning, the introduction, that things are going to go south. Um, they do kind of succeed at a cost. And that's the I think that's the overarching theme of this book is that when you do things like this, these drastic things, there's always a cost to them. And it's just a depressing book really depressing i mean that's how i felt about it um it was critically panned when it came out Mm. there was a publishing there was like a review that said it was the most disappointing book of the year (laughs) in 1969 but yeah i mean people waited like almost five i think five years for dune messiah and this is what you get i'd be pretty irritated too at the time because it's it's just 
it's not hopeful. Whereas Dune is hopeful. That, um, kind of, it's kind of hopeful at the end. This isn't. Um, there's closure, kind of. But, <laughs> which, I, I will say this. It's a solid beginning and it's a solid end, but the middle is kind of janky. And it's really rushed, but it also feels like it takes an eternity to get anywhere because not a whole lot happens in Dune Messiah. Yeah, and that's the weirdest part because the book is pretty short. Like, my version is like 300 pages. Or yeah, something. it's an eight hour audiobook. It's probably the shortest Dune book. Yeah, and just visually speaking, right now, compare. Original and sequel. Well, I mean, they, they they bundled this with Children of Dune, the sci-fi book yeah. club edition from back in the day. I think this came out like 2000. Um, it's just, there aren't any sandworms in it. I think they there is them. one that gets stolen, but, that's, but that happens off-page. Yeah, there's a lot, there's talk of the sandworms. There's no sandworms. There's not a lot of Fremen stuff, even though there is a lot of Fremen stuff and there's not a lot of traditional Fremen stuff. Um, mm. There's no, there's first of all, there's no, there's like one, two mentions of the Lady Jessica. There's one mention of Gurney Halleck. Like these were key characters in Dune that aren't in this. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, I'm going to get into some complaints. Cheney's okay. underwritten. Um, Princess Irulan's just insufferable. Just a badly written character. And I was most excited to read about her. Because you hear all these things in Dune. It's the Princess Irulan's writing these things. Um, which she's Benny Gesserit, too. I don't think we mentioned that in the first Walking Without Rhythm because it wasn't necessary. But she's mm-hmm. Benny Gesserit and she uh, talks to the reverent mother from the original Dune. Which Ilea is now the is also this abomination reverend mother in this. She's probably the most interesting character. Her and Paul are yeah. pretty interesting because she's a child but an old lady at the same time and she's going through puberty but she's gone through puberty through thousands of reverend mothers because when you become a reverend mother you drink this the spice melange or something they go over it in dune it's weird it's really weird um but she was in utero when the lady jessica drank the 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 elixir or whatever and so she went through that before being born so she was like this sentient being as a baby Mm. so now we get her as like a teenager and she's like there's a weird scene where she's training naked yeah i hated that there there is some weird sexual stuff in here that i don't think gets resolved like there's kind of a plot going on yes with uh, uh, should i mention it yeah Incest? i think yes yes um because the the benny jesserit beca- when 
Princess Irulan, it's I think it's about halfway through. Princess Irulan, they just consider her a failure. She can't have she. Paul has denied her uh, carrying his child. Like he won't have sex with her. <laughs> is what it really comes down to. He's married to her by galactic law, basically, but she's nothing but like she's not. She's barely a confidant. She's in, like, the royal meetings because she has to be. Because Paul doesn't trust her. None of them mm-hmm. trust her. And with good reason. I mean, she's with she's wishy-washy with them to kill Paul. Um, because Paul doesn't do what they want. <laughs> um, and it, it's weird. So they decide, the Benny Gesserit decide that Paul and Ilea need to breed to keep the bloodline going. Because they're all about all the bloodlines and controlling the bloodline. Because, you know, Fade Ralpha has a child out there. There is a, a, a Harkonnen heir out there, which is not brought up at all. There are no Harkonnens in this. Which is also weird. Hmm. There's like no one in this. You spend a whole book world building and then you do like next to nothing with, although we get the navigators. That's a cool thing. The navigators are kind of explained and they're Mm -hmm. the face shifting. That's, that's weird that there's people that can just move their face around and look like different people because of the spice that, that was neat. Although can we, we also need to talk about the Gola. Because that's part of the whole sexual aspect is... So, they introduce in this book Golas, which is when you reanimate dead tissue to make a person, but they're not really that person, or are they? That's... They resolve it, but not well in this. Because mm-hmm. um, they, re, they basically recreate Duncan Idaho. Uh, as this yeah. plot, they've subconsciously manipulated Duncan Idaho, which he's called Hate. <laughs> For some reason, that's what they name him. They give him as a gift to Paul, and he is—he has this subconscious thing that he's going to kill Paul, which doesn't. Yeah, and then the plot is like, oh, is he going to do it or not? Is he really Duncan Idaho or something else? And that's like the big, one of the big things through this book. And yeah. It's, it's just doesn't work. A lot of this book just doesn't work. I think. Um, and a lot of things aren't resolved. I don't know if that was the point or not. Paul's story ends <laughs> kind yeah. of because I know he's in Children of Dune not the main character but he's in Children of Dune hmm. um, but do we want to go into spoilers yeah sure I feel Let's like there's that's the only place we can go um, Paul is blinded by I can't remember what it's called but it's basically a nuclear fire device that they, in an attempt to assassinate him, that goes south. 
because he foresees it. The whole thing, the whole thing is frustrating and is like suspenseful. Paul knows all this is going to happen. And he's seen it for years. And he's prolonged things. For instance, Cheney's dies in childbirth. And he, and he's, it's like, we're led to believe that he knows that Irulan's been like giving her birth control. And he's just let it go on for so long because he knows Cheney will die. Mm-hmm. But he can't see everything. Um, yeah, which gets clear at the end with mm-hmm. the children getting born. Yes. So we, <laughs> Paul gets blinded, but he can see through his like sight as the Kwisak's Haderach. He can still see kind of until he doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until he kills the bad guy by throwing a knife by seeing through someone else. Which that didn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> it was abrupt. That was, that was abrupt it, and it, strange. Yeah, it, it was confusing. I guess now in retrospect, it's kind of like, remember the final of uh, The Last Command mm-hmm. by Zahn? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that now. It does. It does a bit where they it feels rushed. Yeah, and the whole thing with like looking through someone else's eyes and throwing the weapon. Oh yeah, that's right. I was thinking of the comic where she doesn't do that. She like doesn't I think flip it's, and stab. I think it's it. implied in the comic. Is it? But not well. Yeah, but not well, because I think in the comic you can see like a picture of Leia saying, Look through my eyes or something. It's not. I don't know. Those well were done. bad adaptations, but that's getting into the weeds. But yeah. Oh, um, Ilya and um, and Duncan Idaho have a thing. Yeah. Which is weird, because her brother he considers the son he never had, and she's yeah. also fifteen, but he's a dead person. He's a zombie. He's a zombie, essentially. essentially. Um, it, yeah, it's it's weird. It, I guess Paul gets what he wants to a degree in the end, where he accepts what is to come. He mm-hmm. comes to accept what is destiny, I guess. Um. The whole thing's weird. It op- We didn't talk about the whole opening much, but it opens with a dude is like imprisoned by Fremen zealots, basically. Or they're like, there's all these zealots now that worship Paul like he's a god, uh, because he's their messiah. Um, and they have imprisoned this historian who's talking bad about Paul's fall and the. And that, that's what this is framed on. And he's going to be... I guess it's like an Inquisition reference to the Spanish Inquisition. I guess. They're going to do mm-hmm. horrible things to this guy. But the, the zealot's like, I will tell your story. And it's like the best he could do. And that's what Doom Messiah is based on. Mm-hmm. Um, because we talked about this in the last episode, but... Frank Herbert's whole thing was like, don't trust charismatic leaders. 
mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily get that from this. Paul's just tired. That's that's like the, that's like the big thing. He's done. He doesn't want to be the emperor anymore. But he never really wanted to be the emperor either. He didn't want the jihad to happen, but it happened. He fights that throughout the first book, but it happens anyway. He doesn't want Irulan, uh, but he has her as his wife. In name only. But, like, just... I don't know. There's... Do you have... I've talked a lot. Do you have things to add to this? Well, if my connection is stable, um, not really. Okay, to go back to Irulan, the princess character, mm-hmm. I was also pretty curious about her. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, because it was the framing device in the first book with her text and everything. And now we get to this, and she's the enemy, basically. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I was curious for like the first couple of chapters when this was introduced. And then she's just kind of like. Mm. I don't know. She just wants like you said, his... she's yeah. Well, and then she decides at the end that she actually loved Paul the whole time. That... I legitimately almost forgot this. Yeah, because it's one. That... It's like one paragraph. She leaves the Benny Gesserit to raise Paul's children. Mm. With, which is probably for the best because I wouldn't trust Aelia to raise anything it's bad enough she's the emperor now yeah because <laughs> she has everyone that conspired against paul killed against paul's wishes Mm-hmm. she's kind of crazy uh, and a weird religious nut well she yeah. feeds into that that's that's a weird sequence near the end of the book where paul is in disguise because he's meeting up with someone to get this dwarf that was the weird. dwarf was really confusing that made no i don't know why that was there except for it felt unnecessary to have that character except for to have duncan idaho to give duncan idaho the, the subliminal command that we all figured out was going to happen mm-hmm. that could have been handled better but like he's witnessing uh his sister give this basically mass in the street and just belittle people and they just take it. <laughs> it was bizarre. Yeah. He did mention she was in a bad mood that day. Yeah. But but yeah, that entire sequence was I would say actually pretty good in how bizarre it was. It was it was kind of funny. Yeah. But Paul's like distressed the whole time, but like I, I found it a bit amusing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's in control of the Empire now. Um, which, that'll be interesting in Children of Dune. Which Children of Dune, I, I guess, has a... There's another big time jump. Yeah, because this one is how many years? Like, twelve, at, at least over a decade. Yeah, it's 12 years. Okay. That's Took 12 years to make? <laughs> it's boyhood. It's the boyhood of Dune books. Yeah. Um. But it just, it just didn't feel like we had. Cl- 
the antagonists weren't clear in their motives. <laughs> they were and they weren't. Yeah, and it's weird because I like the um, opening with them when we get this circle of uh, villains trying to plot against Paul. You know what it reminded me of? Yeah. From Russia with Love. Yeah, I can see that. Where where Smash is like plotting, but we had multiple books to lead up to that. Mm-hmm. This we have one. Yeah, so... Herbert would have had to do, like, a lot to really establish everything. Like, I think the sudden Irulan twist that she's plotting against Paul, that works. Yes. So suddenly, I think. But she's she's so wishy-washy about it. Hmm. That's... She's just underwritten. Like, a lot of the women in this are just underwritten. Um, It's Paul's story, and it's Paul's story... It's Paul's world falling apart. Yeah. And Paul and his sister are the most interesting characters, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Duncan's a little interesting. Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, I didn't hate his story. I kind of liked his story, Mm -hmm. I will say. But looking at it, it feels like there was something kind of missing. Because also, when it was introduced, I was really confused what the hell was going on. Yeah. Which which is just the thing with Brian Herbert's books and his world, I guess, that some things just... It's yeah. a critique, but it's also positive. He talks about the stuff, the weird stuff in his world, like everyone should already know about it. Mm-hmm. And so we get introduced to these zombies. Yeah. And, well, we also... And he does explain it, but... They also talk it's... about the Bolterian Jihad... Uh, jihad. A lot. Yeah, which this book... Oh my god, this is, this reminds me of something. So, um, this Butlerian Jihad, I guess this this was just, like, uh, destroying all computers and stuff, right? Yeah, the computers rebelled, I think, is how Kevin J. Anderson and Brian Herbert put it together, because they wrote a trilogy mm. about it, because the machines tried to eradicate the humans, I think is so what happened. So we got happened. some Terminator. Yeah, as I recall, it's really graphically violent. Hmm. Um, It's a bit gnarly. Matt Wilkins loved it. You know, I don't... Obviously, Matt Wilkins loves it. But you know, (laughs) something... I don't know if we mentioned this with Dune. Mm -hmm. That Dune takes place in the same reality as the real world. Yes, it does. Um, I don't think we did. Which... It's we didn't mention in, in Dune future. because I don't remember if that was really established in Dune. Yes, it is. But then I read fucking Dune Messiah. And there was one point where Paul is thinking about Emperor Hitler. Yes. And Genghis Khan. Yeah. Genghis Khan. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. This feels out of place. Yeah, well, they're so far in the future. It's ancient history, so they don't have a lot of it. And yeah. it, I think it's to show that he... Paul's becoming a tyrant. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's aware of what he's becoming. And he hates it. Yeah. And he just wants him and Cheney to go back to being Fremen in the desert. But he knows that can't be. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately he just didn't want Irulan and the Reverend Mother to succeed. And they don't. Necessarily. 
Um, mm-hmm. I will say weir- weirder crap is on the way. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh, these. We haven't gotten to God Emperor of Dune yet. That that's the fourth book. Hmm. But I I just I love that Paul has had two sons named Leto. Yeah, this isn't even mentioned at the end. He's like, okay, my uh, my son should be named after my dad, and it's like, you did that already. You did that already, and that one died. And it's not like he is like it's established here, like he's Leto the third at this point. But they refer to him as Leto the second. That's what he's officially referred to as, if you look at the Dune wiki. Is that um, this... this new one? Yeah, this new one's it's... Leto the second. The other one's just called Leto, and Paul's father's Leto the first. Okay, makes sense. I it guess. doesn't make any sense to me. And then his daughter's named something that means spoils of war. And I cannot remember what is, her name is, but it's something weird. Now I have to look it up, but uh, yeah. Oh, um, can we on this note also talk a bit about Skytail? Oh yeah, the the shape shifting villain. He's interesting when he's there. There's like great spaces of time he's not in the book. Skytail, mm-hmm. yeah, Skytail's Skytail's like basically running the show of getting rid of Paul. Well, they want Paul's body to be a golem. I think is that that was the ultimate goal. A gola. Not golem. Gola. That's what they are. Hmm. A golem is something you fight in D&D. A golem is from the Lord of the Rings. Owned by Amazon. Golem? Isn't that like a Jewish thing? Yes, it's also a Jewish thing. But you can fight them in D&D. I did that once. It was really ter- disastrous. I think one of our our party died <laughs> fighting one. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's it's just weird. It, it's a weird book. I, I would say the, the same about the first Dune, but the first Dune... It explains I, things better. Yeah. It took its time. This, it's like three times as long. Yeah, which I will say, this book, you can say it wasn't long enough, as we would have liked to get a little bit more in-depth and stuff explained. But at the same time, this was really a fast read. Mm-hmm. Like, this was really easy and fast to read. So I give it props for that, being yeah, you know, a page-turner. doesn't feel like a lot was established for a sequel honestly it felt like he was contractually obligated to do it Hmm. and yeah I don't know it's different I'll give it props for being different oh yeah definitely I was was, like curious what even would be a sequel to Dune Mm -hmm. oh Paul's fall It, it makes sense yeah um and it's a fine end to Paul. Although it's technically not his end. It's the end of him being the focus. Which is kind of a spoiler, I guess. It's, 
But the third one's called Children of Dune. Yeah, but the Children of Dune are born at the end of this. Like, I didn't know Paul was going to show up again. Until you just told me. Oh. You kind of spoiled me. I would say this works as a surprise, yeah? Yeah. I mean, his story's not done. Um... A few more characters show up in Children of Dune that aren't in this book that were in the first one. Which makes no sense why they're not in Dune Messiah. That's the frustrating thing. Like Gurney Hedlick, right? Yeah, yeah. I wondered about that. I wondered if, like, did he die at the end of the first and I forgot it because I liked no, his character. No, he didn't. But... No, he's, he's referenced. Yeah, by this. Duncan Idaho, a.k.a. Hate. He's referenced like, oh, um... Gurney, he will hate me if I let Paul just die. And then it's like, is he still around? Yes. Like, we don't know. Um, I won't spoil that for Children of Dune. Okay. <laughs> He's important. <laughs> okay, that, that's good. Um, but yeah, no, it just... You got two big characters like that, you don't use them in this. It just didn't make sense to not have have Gurney there. I guess you can make the argument it makes sense that the Lady Jessica would be there. Yeah, that's explained well enough in this, I would I would say. She's back on her home planet. Yeah, she's on Caladan. Yeah, and she's off. That's, that's fine, I would say. But yeah, no, Paul shows up a few more times in the Dune series. Okay. Um, mainly because Kevin J. Anderson wanted to shoehorn him in where mm. he shouldn't be. Did Matt Wilkins like that? I don't know. I've never talked to him about that. I went down a wiki rabbit hole the other day and found out all sorts of weird, weird shit I'm not looking forward to for the next season <laughs> that I think is going to irritate me more than I think it's going to work. So, yeah. I've, I have never read mm. the... Brian Herbert, Kevin J. Anderson stuff. Some people love it. A lot of people seem to hate it, though. There's some funky continuity from what yeah. I've been told. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Do I recommend Dune Messiah? Sure. Think of it as like an epilogue to Dune. A depressing epilogue. What do you think, Noah? If you're ever coming back. I can hear you. Is my connection stable? Yeah, you're at 144p is what it looks like. Clearly? No, it's not clear, but you can hear you. But you can... Okay, because uh, you sound robotic to me. I was worried I sound the same. Oh, no, you sound fine. Your picture's just bad. Oh, and... We... we every... I swear, everyone. Every time we do a walking without rhythm, something happens with Noah's connection. I don't know if this podcast is just cursed or something, but... I don't... Here he is. He's back. 
better picture. I I was kicked out. Yeah. Connection still isn't good. No. Well, why don't we wrap this up? What did you... Would you recommend Dune Messiah? Yes, yes. Would recommend. Yes, yes, yes. I give it a three out of five. It's okay. You're there. Same. 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 Three out of five. All right. Join us next time when we hopefully have a better connection. And we, and we, yeah, we talk about Children of Dune, which I'm actually looking forward to a lot, having different characters in it as the protagonists. So, anyway, see you all later.